I love going to the gym and working out. And uh, when I'm in the gym, I've got a real bad back. So I'm, I'm always trying to work out my back. And the more that I work out my back, the stronger that it gets. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you're a bootstrapper and you're marketing yourself, you're trying to bootstrap your marketing or you've, you're in a small team, the more that you train your creativity, the more your creative muscle reacts. The Online Marketing Show with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hi, welcome to the Online Marketing Show. This is Joey Bushnell. Today's special guest is John Buskell. Go to jontusmedia.com to find out more. John owns a marketing agency with an emphasis on creativity and strategy, and that's what today's show is all about. John will share why marketing is a commitment and not a campaign, how to come up with creative marketing ideas that really stand out, why you don't always need to have totally original ideas when getting creative, how to inject that creativity into your brand and into your online content, and how to figure out what your online marketing strategy should be. John will also be sharing some of his favorite online marketing tools, all this and more coming up, so stay tuned. John, thank you very much for being with me today. Oh, thanks for having me on, Jay. John, you own a digital marketing agency. How did this happen? Um, I started out in academia as a university lecturer, and uh, after about eight years and doing lots of IT and journalism and copywriting on the side, People were asking me to help them establish their business online, and uh, I decided to jump ship. I'd had enough of, of being in, in academia, and I wanted to do something where, well, really where I had uh, a different kind of business, so I jumped ship about 10 years ago. Okay, so what's happened in, in the meantime? How has marketing treated you so far? It's uh, It's been great. I really enjoy what I do. Um, I really wanted to have a lifestyle business. Um, I decided I bought a Basset Hound and always wanted to have Basset Hounds. I've got two as I'm recording, speaking to you now under my desk, <laughs> uh, and another one outside. I've, I've had a couple of litters. I wanted to have a, a business where I could work with people from around the world, where I could have a really lean, agile team of people that I got on with and believed in what um, the kind of work and the kind of lifestyle business that I wanted. So I've sort of, by hook or by crook, uh, put a, a sort of a team together. We're based in Sweden, but also Spain and America. And uh, I have someone in, in Japan as well who works with the team. Mm-hmm. So it's been, um, you know, it's been a really, really interesting way of establishing a, a business for me to be able to, you know, to work with people through computers, through GoToMeeting, through Skype, through in person, to be able to have office space you know, in co-working spaces when necessary, but really have laptop, will travel or have dogs hide under the desk and work. So it's it's been fabulous. And of course, the industry has changed so much. I think I had my my first blog when I was in academia. I got some some students to, to do some blogging. And then the more we were doing it, I transferred it into my business. And it's, you know, all these kind of elements that whether it's audio, video, writing, all that that I was doing in, in, in academia kind of fed into my business. So I love it. 
Do you still have your location in France? I saw on your map of offices that um, you had a location there and you told me privately just before the call that you're a big fan of French food. So that gives you quite a good excuse to go down there and enjoy some of the cuisine down there. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I spent, spent a lot of time in France during my lifetime and I have a house town just outside of Bordeaux. So um, uh, at the moment, I'm, I've been very, very lucky to have, I've stayed in Sweden now for 15 years, which is the longest I've been anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, boy, I, I love France. So more and more, I'm trying to spend time between France and, and Sweden because I can't take those long, dark nights so much. Yeah, sure. So, John, let's talk about some of what you've learned in your time owning a digital marketing agency. You say on your website that marketing is a commitment, not a campaign. What do you mean by this? Uh, well, thank you for asking me that question. I think it's the thing that I'm most quoted on. It's almost on a daily basis. I see someone tweet that out, actually. I don't even know if I was the original person that said it. I, I, <laughs> I just, I just know it's been associated with me for a couple of years and it's something I've been saying. Um, what I really mean by it is that when customers or potential customers approach, I always try to say to them, well, what's your end goal? And I try to get people to understand that marketing is not really a quick fix solution. That in business, marketing is always ongoing and you have to make, excuse me, you have to make a commitment to it and uh, a sustained commitment and to follow marketing through all the permutations, all the paradigm shifts the industry has gone through. And the way that we work, I, of course, we do take short term projects from time to time, but our key value proposition is to be the sort of your outsourced in-house marketing agency. We like to work with customers who who want to be in it for a long time and to build a relationship with a small, fast-moving agency. So so when I say a com- marketing is a commitment, not a campaign, it's not a quick fix. You can't have that expectation to throw something really quick, so throw money at something to solve it instantly. It takes nowadays, because with marketing online that has changed so much, and also the, the competition between offline and, and online and the way that they work together, that it takes time to analyze, to do, to, 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 you know, to, to, to do SWOT analysis, to look at strategies and implementation. So you really do as a business, whether you're small, medium or a massive corporation, depending on your bid budget, you know, it doesn't have to be a massive budget, but you do need to th- think in terms of long term, long term goals and actions. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if you find this as well, John, but sometimes business owners will tell me, you know, oh, I've already tried that and it it didn't work for me. But what they really mean to say is, you know, I spent $50 on AdWords and I didn't get anything, so I stopped it. But really, it's about the long-term approach. It's about testing it and, you know, refining it. So you don't always get results overnight, but to stop doing it altogether or to not take it seriously anymore just because it didn't work out the first time, you know, it would just be a massive mistake. Absolutely. I think, you know, a case example came up today. I've got got an intern over from one of my customers at the moment, and she'd been in London with one of the team over the last couple of weeks. And one of the things that I kept saying in London was, uh, grow more Twitter followers for your, for your company back in the States. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she didn't really manage it. And she just came over to Sweden yesterday, picked her up at the airport, and we sat down after lunch today and we're talking through Twitter. And I think she really felt that, 
you know, that a, a case of getting on Twitter was, you know, get on Twitter and talk about things that you're interested in and share photographs. And that, oh, over two weeks, it hadn't really increased. So maybe Twitter wasn't the platform to be on. And then when you sort of step back and say, well, okay, let's look at what you're trying to achieve. Let's look at the audience that you're trying to, to reach. Let's use a tool like Topsy to identify, in this case, it was Omaha, potential influences in Omaha. Let's create a list that you could follow, that you could start to engage with. And suddenly her eyes began to pop and she could see, you know, this is a way forward. But, you know, it it takes time. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. As with most things in life that are worthwhile, it does take time to build. So, John, your marketing agency has a focus on creativity and strategy. Um, what's your process on coming up with creative ideas? Some people find this you know, tough. You know, some people find that creativity just doesn't come easily to them. So how do you do it? I don't think there's a golden rule. I mean. I started out, I've done a lot of creative work in my time. I, you know, published a couple of novels when I was in my twenties mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, did a lot of writing and journalism. So I, I think I've always had that creative impulse. So I, I don't think there is a recipe as such, but I do think when you look at your goals that you're trying to achieve in business through marketing, and if you look at the channels, the tools, the strategies that are out there, As we start to look into those and think about the processes of achieving our goals, then creative ideas start to to occur. So, for example, and I I think rather than talking hypothetically, it's perhaps better to give a a, a real world example of this. Let's say that um, someone comes along to you and says, well, we want to make bow ties super popular in our city. We want to hold these events called Bowtie Wednesday. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm going to look at that and go, oh, my God, that's super difficult. Mm-hmm. Well, how do we do that? Um, I think my initial response would be to who do you, you know, who do you want to find the bow ties, you know, are super cool because you're not going to find a lot of people wearing bow ties in this day and age. Mm-hmm. And then I'd start to think through that and think, well, what could we do that's creative? Well, what springs to my mind is, why not let's disrupt the bow tie? Let's, instead of having it round the neck, let's put it round the head. And it's guys that typically wear bow ties. So let's make it for women. And let's make bow ties as a tie that you put in your head, you know, round your hair. And let's go to some, let's go to, I don't know, a kid's store where they sell baby clothes because moms love to have pictures of their, their kids. And let's say, Let's give away bow ties or these hair bow ties and say, well, we'll take photographs of your kids if they wear them. And, you know, if you give us your email address, we'll email you uh, a digital copy of these great pictures. And then we'll approach a percentage of those people and say, well, look, we love the picture so much. We'd like to send you a, a an actual print photograph. Mm-hmm. And along that, you start to see, well, there are creative opportunities here. We could start to hit these people with creative, um, you know, we could send them newsletters, we could send them information. And I don't like call to action sales or products through, through that email that they've given us. Let's instead send them to, we thought you'd really like to see these fashion tips for using your bow tie. Send them to a YouTube video and then maybe sell, send them something like, well, how to make uh, how to make a mark at a networking event 
by appearing with a huge bow tie and get people to talk to you. And so basically the stream here could be, excuse me, it could be that I actually wanted to start a really successful networking, um, you know, event in my city. And I, I started that by thinking about bow ties. So do you see those segments there that that's just one of the ways that by thinking in terms of the end business goal, mm-hmm. um, I started to think through real world creative kinds of content because going into a store and taking photographs and distributing those, that's a kind of content in itself. The emails that we send are content that by then starting to create videos, that's content. So, I mean, I do think these permutations are, are, are many, but it's about, you know, I love going to the gym and working out. And when I'm in the gym, I've got a real bad back. So I'm, I'm always trying to work out my back. And the more that I work out my back, the stronger that it gets. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you're a bootstrapper and you're marketing yourself, you're trying to bootstrap your marketing or you've, you're in a small team, the more that you train your creativity, the more your creative muscle reacts. People tell me a lot, you know, oh, my God, John, you come up with creative ideas so quickly. And I just say, well, I've spent my life working with creativity, so my creative muscle is pretty well trained. You can do the same. And I think once people start trying to think in those terms, they actually discover, just like if you go on a writing course and your creative writing tutor says you've got to write some fiction every single day, you start to find that you can do it. It's, it's that, that's my process. That's, that's my approach. Would you say that it's important to do things that really stand out that people don't expect and, and doing it in ways that I guess, um, you know, breaks people out of a pattern? Sometimes marketing can just literally blend in and look the same as every other bit of marketing that's out there. But if you're showing up there with a massive bow tie on, suddenly it catches your attention straight away because it is unexpected. So would you say that doing the unexpected could be part of this? I think, Joey, you're, you're, you're putting pressure on listeners here because I'm sure the <laughs> listeners have gone, oh my God, I can't come up with something original. How can I come up with something original all the time? Mm-hmm. I mean, look, the novel, meaning new, writers come up with different permutations of stories. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen, you know, the, 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 the hero conquers evil time and time again. Yes, we do need to find new ways. We do need to find things that resonate with an audience. But I don't think we should get focused on coming up with a, an amazing original idea, you know, each time. Because something that you rephrase or, or artists, writers, musicians have always been influenced by what others have done. Mm-hmm. And I think in marketing, we're influenced by it, too. Um, there is a Japanese video and it's in Japanese and you'll find it on YouTube if you, you can search properly. I don't I don't have it on the top of my mind, but there's this great Japanese video where they sort of do uh, uh, an, an introduction to Japan and they do that by sushi. And if, as you watch the video, it's like the video kind of says, um, you know, and we eat sushi every day. And when you get to the restaurant, you should um, say, I want sushi three times to the, you know, it's really ridiculous. And yeah. of course, it shows the Japanese have a sense of a great sense of humor mm-hmm. and you connect with it. Well, there's nothing to say that if you are, I don't know, a medical company who work with snake poison to relieve pulmonary cancer that you couldn't make a video about snakes that completely satirizes and, and disrupts the whole notion of 
of what snakes are, just in the same way that the Japanese do that. I mean, you wouldn't make that connection, mm-hmm. but you can learn from the strategy. All the, the marketing that's out there is a strategy, a tactic that we can learn from. But of course, you know, I'm not saying plagiarize. I'm saying reframe, put it in your own voice. Just, you know, if you read, I don't know, who's a famous English writer? If you read Charles Dickens, mm-hmm. you are never going to write a sentence like Charles Dickens, but you can certainly look at what Dickens does and and start to try and play with those ideas. That's a springboard to creativity in itself. How can we get creative uh, in branding? I know that your company does do a little bit of branding as part of what you offer. So first off, what is branding? And also, how can we get creative with it? Uh, Whoa, big, big universal marketing questions. Branding, for me, branding is everything that makes up the identity of your company. So, for example, with Jontas Media, we use the color orange. Um, I like red, actually, but uh, Jean-Jo, the designer, sort of says, you know, red, 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 it's too strong. It doesn't fit with our friendly brand. It's a little bit aggressive. So we chose orange because we, for us, orange says creativity. It says friendly and approachable, slightly thinking outside the box that you'll see in the visual construction of our website. If you went to johnsonsmedia.com, you see that we present things slightly differently. That builds up the branding. So all the the language that we use, the the images that we use, all the all all those kind of communications from us show what we are as a brand. In the same way that, you know, Joey, if you were to turn up at a business meeting and you were in your pajamas, that would say something about Joey's personal brand himself. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. so that, that, that's my answer to the first part of the question. What was the second part again? The second part was how can we get creative with it? I mean, do we need to get creative with branding? Uh, and if we do, how can we do that? I think, I mean, there are two ways of doing that. If we are bootstrapping ourselves, if, if, if you're asking from the point of view of the, the audience here that if I'm trying to do it myself, mm-hmm. it's a very, very complex process. And I think you have to think in terms of the persona what you want your 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 business to appear as and not just online but across all the channels that you're communicating whether it's print media whether it's digital how you're appearing in person and 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 here you really need to work through every aspect of what you want to represent so for example if you want to come across as trustworthy and innovative and that you guys think outside the box and really are dedicated to your young urban 20 somethings in Korea, your branding has got to really connect with those. So you've got to be really specific and niche it down. Should you be overly creative? Well, you want to stand out from the crowd. So you do need to do competitive analysis and look at other people that might be operating in the same space. If you're purely uniquely absolute first people to go to market in your niche, then you're still going to need the the ways of talking to that audience. It's a very complex process. And I do think that we as businesses underestimate that and that it I don't ever think that we we have a perfect answer. We change. Look at, you know, Coke. Coke's branding has changed over over the, the, the periods that they've got. That's a really tricky question. Sorry, yeah, it is a bit of a tricky question, but that was a great answer. So thank you very much, John. How can we get creative with our online content? It, it all has to be back to what you want to achieve. What do you want to achieve? 
who is your target audience, because you need to know what kind of content that you're working with. And it's not all what, what target audience you're working with and so what kind of content that you actually need to use and develop. And sometimes you have to really think through this strategically, but also make leaps of faith. For example, let's say that you wanted to get people to your hotel in London. You know, the, the, and you might think that the classic content, creative content would be to put a really wacky, amazing standout advert in a newspaper or a banner online on uh, a hotel site. You might invest in a lot of money about that. But people don't see online banners so much, uh, even if it's wacky and stands out and really jumps out super creatively. Um, you might get passed over for that. So perhaps uh, doing a podcast about uh, the five best things to do in London, or if that's your target market, if your hotel's in London, if you're constantly putting a podcast weekly out about the, the, the one thing you have to check out in London, maybe people go online, they search for the answer to their problem, what to do in London this weekend, I'm coming from Stockholm and I want to find something good, and they find a podcast from Big Hotel, it's your hotel, and that they have a listen and that they hear that, hey, you guys are friendly, that you also make the quip about the how you dealt with the Japanese tourist who turned up with three Great Danes and hadn't said anything about it and how you solved that problem. Do you see what I mean? That, that mm-hmm. here again, we're, we're, we're thinking not necessarily about the, the, the initial response of let's pay a lot of money to put a big banner on a site. And again, this is this goes back to where we started, Joe, with the, the the marketing is a commitment, not a campaign. That the banner on a website, because you're desperate to get people into the hotel, yep, that might get a few people. But if you're thinking long term and over a year have been putting out that podcast, um, you know, and have slowly begun to be find a place in Google search, Google, um, you know, uh, where people go to find the answers to their problem. And maybe that's that key differentiator through your content that, whoa, he's a hotelier and his wife talking about what tourists can do every week. So so I think that's how I start to, when I talk to customers, when we talk to customers, we try and we're open to all the kinds of content that's out there. I recently interviewed um, Joe Polizzi on my own podcast and uh, I think that's jontusmedia.com forward slash one, two, three. I think that's the episode. Um, and, and Joe talks about a book. I interviewed Joe about his book, Epic Content Marketing. And really that for me is an outstanding insight in all the, into all the kinds of content and creativity that we could be thinking through in 2014. We mentioned earlier about strategy as well. As an agency, you do a lot of strategy and you probably work with all kinds of different types of businesses and every business, even within the same market, is very unique and individual. So how do we identify and help a business to discover what their strategy should be? That's, a, that's another very tricky question, I think. I think, I mean, I, my process is what do they want to achieve? Who are their target audience? What is their goal? What's the absolute end goal? And then based on the experience that we've gathered, based on their current, you know, the marketing materials, their, the campaigns, their commitment that they've been, been using hitherto, we look at that success, start to find where their audience are 
and then start to look at what is the right kind of content? Mm -hmm. Could we tweak it? Is there space or room for different kinds of content? I mean, for example, there, that example about the hotel, it seems to me that people who are going to London, for example, are going to wade through lots of things. And digital is, of course, going to be the first place that people start looking because nowadays we don't go and buy the travel guide to London because we know that that's going to be out of date, whereas online we can find the immediate things. And if it is a super competitive approach, you know, if it's super competitive to stand out with lots of bloggers or lots of websites, lots of hotels talking about what to do, maybe there is a niche, a gap in the market, and that gap is with podcasting. Maybe it's it's video. Maybe it's comic videos. So, I mean, for, for me, the process is doing really thorough analysis to then identify possibilities Mm-hmm. to then do a pilot study and see what works. And if, you know, of course, we need the right data, the metrics in place and the right kind of commitment. And, of course, a lot of it is going to be on the kind of feel and our experience and looking at what the customer is doing and what we know. But this is why some marketing campaigns fail and why some succeed. <laughs> As you you know, you know, you know, otherwise we'd all be super massively successful ruling our niche and we can't john what are some of your favorite online marketing tools i'm always looking for for tools they are the holy grail um it depends online marketing is so 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 many so many amazing different things out there mm-hmm. my favorite tactic is podcasting so my favorite tool because i mean that's for my own business i can genuinely say that after word of mouth the the people find and convert to us after word of mouth and recommendations it is through the podcast so my favorite tool is a website that builds search engine optimization and has a home base for a podcast that for me is a a, a really strong tool but if you're if you mean what kind of applications are we using online services i really really like lead social lead social gives you an amazing amount of content on facebook facebook data is that for me is one of the holy grails how to find really good cogent clear facebook data so i can make uh, actionable decisions quite quite quickly so i can show them to customers and leadsocial.com is, is, is absolutely fabulous. It gives you a monthly strategic breakdown that's visually very, very, it's, it's lovely to look at. The data is easy to drill down into what you probably need to know. And, uh, then you get a weekly, uh, a, a weekly performance report. It's excellent. I really like lead social. So that's one. Um, those, those, those spring to mind. John, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with us today. Where can we find out more about you? Um, the best place to connect with me is just go along to jontusmedia.com. Great. That's the end of today's show. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please return the favor by going over to iTunes or Stitcher and leaving us a review. And finally, John, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Joey. I really enjoyed talking. And boy, you threw me some curveball, difficult questions there. <laughs> The Online Marketing Show with Joseph Bushnell, helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, 
increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money.